What is going on, replacements? We are back. Me, the CPO, Marcus Murray, back after a week off to the outside business obligations. But whatevs, I'm super high off of a win, and I'm sitting here with my wonderful ICF, Louis Napolitano. Lou, how are you tonight? I'm good. So is that what we're calling this now? Business obligations? That's what it was. No, it was like uh, 10-hour days, Uh, (laughs) and that's not including the drive. So I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't even get to make a promo, like an official promo last week. I was uh, pretty pissed, so I made up for that uh, today in the league. You did. I hope everyone's happy with that video. It was fantastic. I loved it. So I'm a winner. I like to win. Two and one. Yes. Uh, Yes. Definitely a lot better than my start last season. Uh, what about you? How did you like your weekend in fantasy? I I loved it. I scored 148 point whatever the hell points, and I felt great about life. Um, I mean, I don't know why. I was nervous throughout it. No matter how far ahead I am, I always feel like in the last minute, garbage points will come and kill me. But uh, I survived. I love it. I'm a winner. I am no longer over on the, uh, <laughs> the wins. So, yeah. I love it. I'm the second highest scoring team, so right? uh, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling worried about the uh, POS at all at the moment <laughs> because I am far far removed from last place and uh, the points being the tiebreaker. I'm good. Good, good for you. Yeah, uh, congrats on the win. Of course, you did send Gene to zero and three, um, an auspicious start for a guy who was on top of the league last year with wins and uh, points. So okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're on to week four and it's here and it is waiver wire Wednesday. Lou, who is on the top of your list? I mean, it has to be Wayne Gallman, right? No, really? Saquon Barkley goes down. Uh huh. Do you don't think Wayne Gallman is, I mean, he's obviously not going to produce like Saquon is, but I mean, that is a plug and play RB2 all day. No. He is not what you would call, in my opinion, and I'm sure everybody's wildly different. Um, he's going to get the carries, I guess, so he'll get the touches, and, and that's appealing. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, he is not what you would say um, good, good <laughs> at football. <laughs> so All right. uh, I'll pass on him. You know what? We are actually in agreement on that. I am passing on him. I have zero um, money on him tonight. Uh, yeah, he's going to have the opportunities, but guess what? As he has shown us before, he does nothing with those opportunities. So, yeah, he'll get 20 touches a game, 4.5 yards per carry, maybe. Uh, yeah, I am sitting out on Wayne Gallman. Who else, uh, has your nips a buzz for tomorrow? Really? There's, I'm not looking at the waiver wire and nothing is really... Nothing is tickling my balls. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you know, that makes sense since you have the lowest uh, waiver budget in the league after three <laughs> weeks, $32 left. I'm clearly an idiot when it came to the waiver fab. I said I was going to blow it in week one and two, and boy, did I blow it. So who did you spend it on? I don't have your transactions in front of me. I, I, you know, I'm not even going to lie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, Raheem Mostart, I spent some money on. Uh, I spent some money on a player that I've already dropped uh, in uh, A.J. Brown because I, I like his talent, but that offense is just next year ridiculous. Um, I picked up Ronald Jones, which might be the uh, the best waiver wire pickup 
moving forward. I, I, Is it though? I think, I, yeah, you know, I think the kid's finally gonna gonna take off and take that number one position away from Peyton Barber. He he had more touches this week, I believe. He definitely had more points. Um, he was the better player all around. Uh, Bruce Arians was talking him up on NFL radio last week, so I bit I, I bought into it. I, I didn't think he was smoke screening. I bought into what Bruce Arians was saying. He said he wanted to see some things in practice from him. He wanted to see him work on things, and he did get better. And uh, I, I just bought into what Bruce was saying, and I uh, picked him up. And I think uh, I think I'm going to be happy towards the end of the year with him. Well, I hope so. Yeah, thirty dollars left. With uh, we're not even a quarter through the regular season yet. Uh, so we'll see how that goes for you. Um, yes, you have uh, 16 moves made so far. Third place in the league behind Spatty. And then myself, 23 moves. That was the other day, though. I was just, like, adding and dropping people I couldn't decide. Uh, tinkering, tinkering, tinkering. But uh, anyway, waivers. Who else? Yeah. Because I'm I'm drawing a blank this week. It is a wasteland. And, I like, is that just a product of our league? being on top of things or is it just that thin right now with all the injuries uh, no i think i think there's it the league definitely knows to pick up some players a little bit earlier than usual i mean like you and chris uh, herndon you know, i was gonna scoop uh, him up tonight but you took him yeah last well week. i felt like somebody was gonna go that week early so i had to go a week earlier than the week <laughs> early that i thought somebody was gonna go well so done, i grabbed well them okay I, mean, I can't fault you for that because it was going to happen tonight uh, dang it. But, uh, yeah, so just it's, it's thin out there right now. There's nothing. Yeah, there. I mean, I guess if there's someone to look at, um, you know, it depends on what happens with Damian Williams and if he comes back. But maybe Daryl Williams in Kansas City. Uh, you know, I mean, I love Jordan Howard as a player, I just think he's not getting the touches. Neither is Miles Sanders, so I'm not sure I would. I, I mean, I like both of them, but it's just too much of a split. There's, there's just nothing on our waiver wire that's out there on our waiver wire. Now, that's not to say there might not be these guys that are out there. If, if Ronald Jones is available in other leagues, then hey, the people go get him. Like I think he's going to be the guy to 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 pick up. I think he's going to be your starter. Wayne Gallman's going to get those touches, so somebody's got to take a chance on him because he guess I guess I guess there's upside to him. Okay. I just I don't see it. I'm not touching it, but somebody's going to believe in that. All right. You know. Well, with all the just drudgery out there in the waiver wire, let's transition. Let's talk about our uh, top players through the first three weeks of fantasy and. Uh, we're going to look at the quarterbacks. I mean, and that one's pretty obvious. Pat Mahomes, taken in the third round by Sean, the fat fesser, which uh, I think has definitely helped him a lot. I mean, 107 points so far. Yeah, and Dak Prescott right behind it at and, 102 yeah, almost. Yeah, and that's so. what I was going to say. I mean, um, the, the, Dak was drafted in our league, what, last, right? Like, with the, toward those I mean, he was – Towards towards the later rounds, I mean, the but so was Lamar Jackson, exactly. so was Russell Wilson, so was Tom Brady. Um, so you know, I mean, quarterbacks, you know, again, Mahomes is is definitely kind of changing the way things are played in the league. Um, he's not making mistakes, which puts him a little bit ahead of Dak. I mean, Dak has two interceptions. Uh, Mahomes doesn't have any. So I mean, the, that's the difference in their points right now. But you know, one went in the third round, and one went in like the tenth, I believe, or somewhere in that area. 
Uh, the biggest thing that sticks out to me with the quarterbacks is if you scroll down, if you have this in front of me, in front of yourself, Aaron Rodgers, 48 points. Is he considered elite anymore, or is he a week-to-week guy? Uh, Aaron will be fine. He's going to get hot soon. Um, I, I don't know when, but, you know, he's an elite guy. Well, he's until, being outscored until, by Gardner Minshew and, and Yeah, Dalton. until... Until proven over a, a full season, Aaron Rodgers is elite. Marcus Mariota's outscored him, and oh boy, he uh, he didn't look good. All right, well, uh, there's still a lot out there, and it kind of goes to what I was saying: quarterback super deep. Okay, so yes, Patrick Mahomes is the number one quarterback. We all knew that, but uh, super deep with uh, all the other players. So have fun with that uh, third round pick, Sean. Uh, let's go. Do you want to do running back or wide receiver next? Well, let's look at wide receiver. Oh, wow. You surprised me because I know you love those running backs. You're always trying I to do, hoard I them. I do. I do want to hoard them. But let's talk wide receiver. Who do we got in the lead there? We got uh, Keenan, Keenan Allen. Allen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and by a pretty good margin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By a pretty good margin. But then it gets pretty tight after that. I mean, Julio... And Sammy Watkins. But Sammy that Watkins is week. not really... Yeah, he had one good week, and like I predicted, he would not have much after that. He's good to start every third or fourth week. It's just uh, good luck picking the right week to start him <laughs> because he could blow up uh, or, you know, he's not going to. And, uh, you know, this might be a good week for Sammy Watkins. I mean, Detroit's defense is decent. Um He's been had a couple of down weeks, but that offense spreads the, the ball around so much as well. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I'm not a big Sammy Watkins fan. I'm, I am as far as his talent goes, but uh, as far as his performance goes, not so much. How about number six so far this season? DJ Chark. DJ Chark. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to play the kid. He, he's, uh, he's good. He's he's good at, at this thing called football. <laughs> All right, so here's the big one, you know, I really wanted to talk about after two weeks of, you know, putting a noose around my neck and tidying it at Mike Evans talked me down. Forty one fantasy points, three touchdowns, almost two hundred yards. Oh my word. Is he back? Or um, is this a week to week thing like Sammy? <laughs> I don't know. He's definitely not a week-to-week thing like Sammy. He'll be way more consistent than Sammy. But you got to expect there's going to be weeks he disappears, and not because of him, but because Jameis Winston is just inconsistent as all hell. Yeah, what about uh, Chris Godwin? Um... Uh, same situation. I think he's talented. I think he's really good. But uh, because of the situation with that quarterback, you know, you just never know when he's not going to put up and produce. All right, well, we'll see about that. But, uh, yes, I loved Mike Evans this weekend and my little Cooper Cup. So, yeah, two of the top three wide receivers this weekend. Hopefully that happens every week. But who else do you want to discuss, ICF? Ah, well, you know, let's talk Amari Cooper. Your guy. Very, my guy, very, very consistent, as well as my other guy, T.Y. Hilton, um, who I made a trade for. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I did, but you know he's a little questionable with the injury. But uh, two of the top what five receivers, two of the top five performing receivers so far, and very very consistent week to week uh, for these guys. So that's good. Uh, Hopefully that will continue. I mean, 
a lot of touchdowns, four touchdowns each for each one of them over three weeks. So hopefully they can keep that up. Um, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I mean, and I also got, you know, if I want to throw this in there, John Ross also top eight. I got three of the top eight wide receivers in fantasy football right now. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, okay. I'm just mad that I, T.Y. Hilton could have been mine. Uh, Spatty threw him and another person uh, at me for Antonio Brown week one, and I should have freaking taken it. A.B. not in the league anymore. I don't think he'll ever play again. So no, he's he, he's done. He's done. Let's not even discuss it. Yeah, he sucks. All right. <laughs> and then uh, the last big one I want to talk about, Lewis, is a running backs. Look at our top performers through three weeks. Um, some are pretty obvious, but there's a big one here. As I buy time <laughs> while it loads. <laughs> right. Well, you want to talk Austin You Eckler, know it, baby. You? Austin Eckler in the sixth round. Uh, I mean, <laughs> my recommendation, my recommendation to all of you fantasy football players out there and him. all of you Austin Eckler owners is I would trade him. I would trade him now. I would trade him immediately because I just think Melvin Gordon will be back sooner than expected. Melvin Gordon will be back, everyone. He will be back riding the pine after what he has put his team through. Eckler is the man. He is a baller. RB1, they don't need Melvin Gordon. You know, go sit at your freaking hammock, whatever Melvin Gordon does. Austin Eckler, baby. Christian McCaffrey's up there, guy I passed on uh, for my homer pick, David Johnson. But, of course, Dalvin Cook, number one in the league. Four touchdowns, but so many yards. Yeah, he is a monster, and uh, I really wanted to pick him. Actually, he was my number two guy. If Le'Veon Bell was not available at, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, he should have been my number one guy. But Le'Veon Bell was my number one guy that I was focused on. It's the guy I wanted. I still have a lot of faith in him. We'll see what happens as the year plays out. Um, but Dalvin Cook was my going to be my second guy. If, if Bell was gone... Dalvin Cook was my pick at the eight spot in the first round this year. And I got to throw this out there. Mark Ingram, fourth running back uh, so far this year, and I hated the picks. I, I hated his ADP, but I got to tell you, yeah, all right. I was proved wrong there. Good job, Spatty. Uh, I know he dropped a little bit in our draft, but, yeah, he is tearing it up out there in Baltimore, and uh, good for him. He does not need the Saints. Uh, in fact, as of right now, he's doing better than Alvin Kamara. So uh, take your victory laps there while you can. Yeah, I mean, it's early. I think the cream will rise to the top and, and things will settle into place. But, I mean, Ingram's in a good offense. They, they, they're they a run, run heavy. He's going he's gonna to get his points. He's a, he's a solid back to have. He's definitely, I mean, he's producing at RB1 right now, but I, I think he'll be a high RB2 by the end of the year as far as where his stats fall out. But uh, who knows? I mean, that Baltimore team, I don't know. I just want to – I think there's a little reality that will set in for them. They're still going to be very good, but I don't think they're going to be the offensive juggernaut like the Chiefs are. Let's talk about the panic button, and are you pressing it on these people? In fact, how about this? I'll do do it like this. Who are you pressing the panic button the most on? I'm going to give you three names. Chris Carson, Leonard Fournette, Uh or Todd Uh Gurley? Oh man, those that's that's a good question. Um 
I'm going to go with Chris Carson. Is it the Todd Gurley's... Uh, the the fumbles and the fact that Rashard Penny when healthy is such a good back behind him, whereas I think you know Todd Gurley does have you know he does have what's his face behind him Brown, but uh, he's healthy. He's not making mistakes. I think they're giving him the touches. He's he's gonna be fine. And uh, Leonard Fournette's got nobody behind him. So, yeah, if I'm hitting the panic button on anyone, it is definitely Chris Carson. I'm definitely agreeing with you on that one. But uh, Todd Gurley in a uh, close second place for me. Yeah, it is. Todd Gurley is, I don't know about close, but he's definitely second place. I, I literally, I'm just worried. But uh, I've been listening to some interviews with Sean McVay, and I think he's going to get Gurley going. We'll see. I mean, especially where he was drafted, I believe, number 10 overall. Uh, so yeah. yeah, we'll see about that as my Facebook go away. Unless you're liking my video in the league, then you're fine. Uh, all right, Lou. So, um, those are definitely our top players and, uh, lucky for us <laughs> between you and me, we have a few of them on our team. So it's looking good. I know I have, uh, two, I got what? Two wins. You have one win. I think I beat you. Yeah, I just wanted to remind you. Um, let's talk our favorite thing. We kind of uh, delved into it a little bit in our last episode. But let's talk trades. Now, you brought something up uh, earlier in the league office chat that you think uh, trades aren't as hot and heavy this season due to the wide receiver, tight end, and now running back flex spot. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I just don't – people don't want to let go of running backs because they're such a scarce commodity right now that it's very hard. Everybody's looking to get a running back. Everybody's got wide receivers. Everybody wants to put a running back in that third flex spot, so nobody wants to give up running backs, and uh, that's why trades are, are tough to come by. So I'm not sure if I like it. We'll see how the whole year plays out. We'll see how people feel. I've gotten some feedback. I know there's, there's two very big – supporters of the running back flex yeah yeah Not yeah me. two two very big supporters one big very one one loud mouth obnoxious jerk that doesn't shut up about you know it. who you are he, he thinks he invented it um <laughs> he literally thinks he invented the running back flex spot literally he also by the way on a side note not fantasy he also thinks he's the best parent out there and he has no kids so that tells you everything you need to know about him and but with that said yeah i think that's what's causing the trades to be just non-existent as well as you know the usual complete overvaluing of everybody and their mother we all do it we all get blamed for it we all yell at each other for it we all say this person's the the worst overvaluer but the reality is we all do it um but there's just maybe half the league actually still pulls the trigger whereas other half the league's doesn't. Well, we got uh, five people who have yet to make a trade uh, this season, and the most trades made are by our uh, league office counterpart, our CFO, Nick, with five. Uh, wow. Yes. Who are the five people without a trade? Let me see. Let me see. Wait. Uh, Christina? Are you just guessing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. One. Yeah. Uh, Jason? That is two. Um... And the reason why I picked those two first is one because they are the biggest overvaluers and, and impossible two, to talk just, with. Yeah, they they don't talk and they they literally 
are terrified to make a trade, which I understand. I understand that point. They're they're terrified. The overvaluing is we all do it. They're just terrified to pull the trigger. Um, the funny part is I think they traded with each other they last did. year, which helps them. <laughs> but, which is which is funny. So maybe they should trade with each other again. Uh, Randy has not made a trade. Correct. And um, I don't believe Shant has made a trade. Uh, he has. He has made one. He has yes. made a trade. Your other two uh-huh. are my dad, who only does a well, trade a season, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, Googs, our newest replacement. So, yeah, not a lot of trades, and I got to agree with you on that. Now, there's another thing you brought up, and this probably goes – this happens in a lot of fantasy leagues, but trade bashing. You you <laughs> thought the trade bashing was just too strong. That was also turning people off. I have to disagree with that. Everyone trade bashes everything. Everyone likes, you know, we're competitive. That's fantasy football. We're competitive by nature, and everyone wants to win a trade. And for the people on the sidelines, they want to see someone winning and have a victor and someone who got trade raped. It's just fun sport for us while we wait for the actual football game. So I don't think there's a lot of uh, credence to your thought of trade bashing Turning people. I don't know, maybe I'm sensitive this year. It feels excessive. Well, maybe if you pull the trigger on some of my offers, it'd be a lot better. First of all, you haven't given me any offers. I've I've offered it to you, and you have not pulled the trigger. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But yes, tra- trading but, uh, is important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we got we got an interesting weekend coming up. I feel like. Week four could be a, a big turning point in the league. It always feels like a make-or-break weekend. Like, by week four, after it's all said and done, you kind of know who's going to get to the playoffs and who's definitely heading for the uh, plaque of well, shame. You, you, I think you get to know who the top two or three are and who the bottom three definitely are. I agree with that. And then, and then everybody else is muddling in the middle over there. And, um, yeah, I think this year it's, it's going to be interesting because – what teams do you think are, are your what are you who are your bottom three teams? Like <laughs> just looking at their roster where you think they're not very good. Well, I mean, we have to I have to take the low hanging fruit with uh, Gene, who uh, uh, like right uh, when we start recording this podcast, renamed his team to the bye week as he is the only one who is winless so far. Uh, his bench is just atrocious. Uh, his running backs are terrible. Uh, I don't know how he did it. Um, you know, Devontae Adams not uh, tearing it up. I mean, are, are you scared about that with Devontae? Is uh, MVS moving up? No, I think, again, Devontae, the cream will rise to the top with Devontae. He's getting the targets. He'll he'll, he'll be fine. I mean, yeah, the, the running back situation's not the best. Devontae Freeman's definitely underperforming. Carlos Hyde, I mean, can you really depend on Carlos Hyde for a whole season? Yeah. Me, yeah. No. Uh, it, it does not look good. He needs Tyreek Hill to come back big time. Sure, he has the placeholder of Michael Hardman, but, yeah. I mean, Josh Allen is a good, solid fantasy QB, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so my second uh, spot would probably be Hoops. A Falco survivor who uh, managed to get the win against Greg this week. His team is not built for the season. I'm I'm sorry. It kills me to say he is our champion. He is our reigning champion. My champion. I love him to death. But, I mean, his top receivers are super old Larry Fitzgerald and uh, consistently hurt Julian Edelman. Karrion Johnson's underperforming. David Montgomery has yet to bust out. I mean, Cam Newton was his QB1. 
and we know how that's going. And there's a lot of just question marks on the bench. I mean, who is Deontay Johnson? Oh, he replaced uh, <laughs> Dante Moncrief. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, he's got the two backup wide receivers for Pittsburgh. I, get, I mean, one of them's getting Randall dropped tonight, Cobb, that's for sure. I mean, he's probably going to jump in on the Wayne Gallman um, waiver wire because I think he has to. I mean, listen, I understand his um, his take on Montgomery and waiting for him to break out. But watching that offense and watching what Matt Nagy does, I don't, I don't think he Montgomery isn't Alvin Kamara. Montgomery needs touches to get involved in the game and needs touches to get into the flow and put up the points and bust out. He's not going to get those touches. Alvin Kamara is just a freak of nature. He doesn't need the touches. He's going to put up 15 to 30 points, whether he gets 10 touches or he gets 20 touches. Uh, Montgomery needs 20 touches to, to to really get into the flow. A lot of running backs are like that. This is why I hate, I absolutely hate the, 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 the trend in the league right now to go to this running back by committee, and there's two to three running backs per team right now. It's an, it's, I hate it. I hate it because most running backs need to get the touches to get into the flow. Um, on Johnson, he's just, I mean, I like his talent, but I'm just going to say it this way. He's on Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like ever since Barry Sanders, it's where running backs go to die. Um, I'm undecided on my third one, Lou, because I'm looking at Christina's team, and there's a lot of good on there. Brady's been super solid. Nuke, you know, he had a down week, uh, whatever. Um, Chris Godwin, Marlon Mack, Sonny Michelle. Hmm. Uh, Will Disley is going to freaking feast week four against the Cardinals. Uh, I've seen it live. They can't do anything to the tight end, but... I'm looking at their other stuff. Joe Mixon's kind of hurt. Rashad Penny's hurt. Ito Smith. You know, Penny and Smith are guys who are kind of on their way to usurping the RB1s there. I don't know. I'm on the fence. I don't know why Corey Davis is still on her team, honestly. Yeah, I don't know why he's on the team either. The one thing that I'm shocked about, because I love him, is Sony Michelle. Um, I was looking at you know, some stats today, and uh, Sony Michelle. When he gets his touches, 95% of his touches are when their fullback is on the field blocking for him. And uh, James Devlin, the fullback for New England, is now out for the year. And his touches are going to probably go down tremendously. And we kind of saw it, I think, against the Jets. I mean, he did get the touchdown, but he had, you know, it was a one-yard touchdown run. It was nine carries for 11 yards. Um, Not a lot of touches no yardage luckily to get that touchdown or else uh you know he would have had nothing for her i mean he you know seven points is not that great even getting the touchdown not that great and when you look at you know week one 15 carries for 14 yards i'm worried about sony michelle talented player great running back but again i i stay away from all new england running backs and and looking at that little stat today really turns me <laughs> off on him I think she's she's got Marlon Mack and she's got Joe Mixon, which are some good pieces there. Um, but uh, yeah, she's got to hope Rashard Penny gets back and takes over, like I think he will. Um, but the rest of her bench I don't know. is. I, I is think she not, has. I, it's not no, that good. I think the bench is fine if if things shake out right for her. So that's why I'm going with the inverse for my actual number three pick, who I can see in the bottom three in a matter of two weeks is. Um, Randy Jackman. And yes, he has the number one wide receiver in Keenan Allen. He has Zeke. He has Travis Kelsey. But man, it takes just one 
you know, ACL tear to turn his team into garbage. Aaron Rodgers isn't performing like he should. Brandon Cooks is the number three receiver on the Rams. Peyton Barber is his other starting running back. Um, your boy Rojo's coming for him, so I hear on a podcast. <laughs> um, yep. Yep. That's you're looking a true at story. man, looking at this though. I mean, Travis Kelsey, yes, absolutely. But then Jared Cook should he even be rostered. Jason Witten, eh. Tariq Cohen, Tony Pollard, handcuff. I, Sammy Watkins, Bruma bust. I don't know. I don't see this sustaining. Well, I he, he's got pieces. That's for sure. The problem he's got some actually great pieces, and that's why he's put up a lot of points. And the problem is he doesn't have any supporting cast. He's got Zeke, he's got Keenan, and he's got Kelsey, and he's got Rodgers. That could that alone can carry a team to wins. So I don't know if I could put him down there in the bottom three just because he's got some players that they could put up big points. He he's not going to be at the bottom of this league uh, just because he's got those guys and he's going to pull out wins that he probably shouldn't because you know you're going to get weeks where Zeke. Keenan, Aaron, and Kelsey all put up 20 to 30 points themselves and, and it's going to score 100, and he just needs to get five points from everybody else to be 130. I'm, I'm you know just what I mean? So, and, because, and it's just given his history. Randy doesn't trade. Week 12, it could be a make-or-break week to get into the playoffs. Keenan Allen's out. Travis Kelsey's out. Sammy yeah. Watkins, Harrison. Yep. Man, he has three Chiefs. Wow. Three Chiefs. He has four Cowboys. Oh, boy. Okay, well, have fun with the bye weeks, Randy. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I, I, I like this one. Well, I mean, he's got the handcuff in Zeke Elliott by, by holding on to Pollard, which is probably a smart thing to do. Never you know, know, that's definitely – he's definitely – Pollard will put up points if Zeke goes out. He's not going to be Zeke, but it's – you know, if you're averaging 20 points a week from Zeke, you'll get 14, 15 from Pollard, whereas I think Wayne Goldman's not going to do the same – in, in the Saquon oh, situation. No, uh, that's going to be a big draft bus. Super, or draft bus. Waiver wire bus. Waiver Hot wire take bus, from me. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, no, I'll save that for another podcast. I, I have something funny. Yeah. <laughs> Someone told me. <laughs> You're going to save it for yeah, another so podcast. Good. All right, Lou. Well, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, God, I love doing this. I love fantasy being here. Um. I'm going to do what yeah. we did last time. I haven't listened back to the last podcast. I don't know if we were right or wrong. Maybe someone else in the league can see how we were on our uh, matchups. But um, for the league, I'm going to give you the matchups, and you tell me who's going to win. All right, we'll start with m- me. Okay. Third place, Marcus Ann Murray versus Gene, the bye week. Hmm. It's a tough I got, question. Gene has... DJ against the Seahawks. Gene has the uh, worst team in the league at this point right now. And, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with you on this one. I think there's uh, – until Gene can prove that his team's actually going to perform, I think I'm, I'm going to go with you guys. He, he's, got, uh, he's got some interesting matchups this week. You know, Josh Allen against New England might be a disaster in my opinion, but – he puts up fantasy points because he scrambles. He gets touchdowns. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you Sweet. the nod here. Sorry, Gene. Owen four for you. I believe I did that to Wendell this time last year as well. So, sorry. Um, crew dogs versus googs. Googleina. What is that? What is that? By the way, 
I, I, I don't Gugalina. Uh, I call. I don't know. I called them that a long, long time ago. We called them Googs forever, and then I just one time called them Googleina, and that's literally that's how he is in my phone <laughs> uh, for contacts is Googleina. Not even kidding. Um, so yeah, and it just stuck. He's my little Googleina. I love him. What a suck um, up to the ICF trying to weasel his way into the league office. I see what's <laughs> going on here, Googleina. Ah. Um. You know what? It's going to be tough because I think your dad has some tough matchups this week uh, as far as Tennessee's been good against the pass. Uh, Chicago's been very good against the pass. Baltimore's got a good defense. So uh, that offense is an absolute mess in Cleveland right now. He's got the underperforming Chris Carson, but going against the uh, Arizona Cardinals defense, it might be that might be the tonic that Chris Carson needs. Um uh, Pittsburgh just traded for a tight end today, so I don't know what's going what? on. They I did? Who? Vance McDonald. Yeah, what? Nick Vinette from they, Seattle. Oh, really? Okay. Just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got. I mean, I don't know if anybody. If anybody needs a tight end out there, I don't know anybody. Do you know anyone that needs it? Might be wanting a Me, tight end? I do. I mean, if I anybody need needs a tight end. end. Nick Bennett, baby. <laughs> All my fab. <laughs> <laughs> All the fab. Yeah, I guess Vance McDonald might be a little bit more uh, uh, injured than 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 we, we believe. He might be out for the year. Who knows? I mean, I don't know why you make a trade like that. Uh, so, yeah. So, Nick Vanette, definitely available. Allen Robinson going up. Your dad has some really, really tough matchups for his well, team. Well, he was the lowest scoring uh, team last week. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm going to go with Googs. I'm going to go with Googs just because I don't like the matchups that your that your dad has i think your dad i like it i actually like his team better his matchups are terrible so uh i'm going with all right uh next we have oh two of the browns bros i think this might be our first browns bro matchup this season spatty john versus a falco survivor hoops all right that joke was a few Mm. weeks ago hoops let's change the name let's get jason the fits back um. Yeah, it's gonna be spatty. This guy, he's the he's the fantasy savant. I have not forgotten that. Yeah, his team stacked. Uh, sorry, hoops. Yeah, the problem here for hoops, I think he's got some bad matchups as well. Buffalo has a great defense, so Edelman being questionable is gonna be tough. Seattle's defense is good. Fitz is gonna have some fits. Um, I did a God. That was for Nikki, I guess. <laughs> I I don't know. Why did I just say that? I hate I hate my life right now. Let's just well, who, end the pod. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Spatty. I mean, Spatty looks like he's got some better matchups here overall. Um, you know, Spatty. Uh, all right. So that terrible joke was for Nikki. Well, Nikki is facing Greg DJ Chark. Do, 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 do. Um, I mean, looking at the projections. Oh, Greg has some empty spots. I was like, what happened? Uh, yeah. he's he's put all his fab on Wayne Gall. Oh, that's right, Saquon's um, gone. Say and a kicker. Gone. Oh, baby, is that too much for Greg um, to overcome? If you do not have Saquon, if you don't get Wayne Gallman uh, as a fantasy owner, are you hurting this week? Is it a guaranteed L? No, it's not a guaranteed L because I mean I I think L four is gonna have a good week. I think Galladay probably has a decent week. DJ Moore is probably, you know, he's got good matchups. Josh Gordon, again, tough, the Buffalo matchup, but I, I, my personal opinion, I think Josh Gordon 
is the best wide receiver in oh, football. Baby. He's a Ow! monster. When that kid is just playing, he's an absolute monster. And you know how much I love Hopkins. You know how much mm. I love Hopkins. But Josh Gordon's skill set, he just is unbelievable. He broke his freaking finger and came back and made a one-handed catch with a broken finger that was ridiculous this weekend against the Jets. So uh, the guy's a beast. So, yeah, I uh, man, it's going to be close. But I, I actually think... It's going to be a close game. I'm going with Greg. I just um, don't like what's going on with Stefan Diggs and Todd Gurley. Sorry, Nikki. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I, I'm I, going with Greg as well for two reasons. One, the Diggs situation and the matchup's terrible. And the, the offense is not geared towards throwing the ball anymore. Um, Gurley, I think, is going to be fine this week. The I think Carson Wentz might have some issues with Green Bay. Green Bay's defense is just unbelievable. And uh, I'm not sure LaShawn McCoy even plays this week with that injury. So um, if he doesn't play, you know, I have no idea. You know, he's going to have to plug in either MVS or Alshon Jeffrey or Sterling Shepard. And there'll be a little bit. I don't know. It's a drop off, I guess. Definitely but, uh, one. Yeah, I think I'm going. Watch. Yeah, definitely one. That That's going to be the game of the week. But I, I'll, I'm going to lean towards Greg and agree with All you right, on that. All right, two more matchups left. We have the Fat Fester. Did, and did he make a promo this weekend? Did I miss anything? He's been on it. No? All right. It happened. No. Sorry, it happened to me no. last week. Anyway, uh, against uh, Christina, Nuke the Bomb, Godwin, Burger, Goat. All in emojis is <laughs> their team name. I got to tell you, Lou, <laughs> I'm loving Christina this week. As I said earlier, Will Disley, tight end against the Cardinals. I mean, that's a guaranteed 20 points right there. Uh, Sony Michelle, Marlon Mack, I think, can bust out against the Raiders. And then uh, since Mike Evans blew up, they got to give Chris Godwin the ball next week. And then Hopkins versus Carolina Panthers. Brady, I mean, I think it might be enough to overcome Mahomes. Uh, no. No, unfortunately, I, I I love Buffalo. Come on, Bills Mafia, baby. Buffalo's defense is too good, and and she's playing Buffalo's defense, and then she's playing oh, Brady, yeah. and wow. yep. and yeah, she's playing Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle, I think, is gonna have a terrible, 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 terrible week. Brady's Brady. He'll put up a decent. He's not gonna hit projection, but he'll he'll be okay. Yeah, she's playing um, her defense against, against them. two of her players. Christina, let's talk. Yeah, she needs to she needs to make a change there. Obviously, um, no, I, I I just don't like that situation. So I'm gonna go with the fat fesser. All right, all right. So the final matchup of the week, Lewis, you coming off a big big win, right? Uh, um, yep, big win on the Zeke squad, Randy, the one of the most highly uh, participating members of the league. Um, Always active. <laughs> Always active. I mean, the promos are hot. The, the <laughs> comments are hot on, on Facebook. The message blows up by Randy at least, at least once every three <laughs> weeks. And he, uh, one message that is, not, not once, one message every three weeks from Randy. All right, on the, well, on the this is message. your matchup, so I won't let you pick. I'm just kind of scanning it. Ooh, John, John, John. No, I'll pick. I think it's, I don't like, I don't like my, I don't like my John odds Ross, this week. Ewies. Um, yeah. You know, I'm going to pick you just because I love you and I, I've always hated Randy. He's always been my rival. <laughs> Picking you. Uh, 
Well, I'm glad you picked me, but don't bet money. Well, at least um, you don't offer me a trade, and then when I accept it, you rescind it, all right? You are a man of stature and importance and <laughs> honor, unlike other people named Randy Jackman. So, yes, I'm still very bitter mm. about that trade. A lot of hatred. Listen, I think the only problem with, with uh, Randy's team is, uh, you know, the oh, owner. Um, but with that said, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I kid, I, I kid. He's, his, his starting lineup is fine. I think Sammy Watkins and Peyton Barber will be his Achilles heel. If I'm to win this week, it will be because of some serious underperformance from them two and... Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us this week. Oh, I'm very excited in the thick of fantasy season. Ha- having a blast, which is good because my real team, the Arizona Cardinals, suck. But next year, next mm. year's our year, baby. Next year's the year. Um, same for those New York Jets. Oh, poor Sam Darnold. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, next year will be our year. I wasn't expecting much from this year, and I'm getting right. less than I thought I would. So. Uh, All right. Well, anyway, uh, thank you for listening to the podcast, especially those of you in the league. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening to this on. And, of course, leave us some comments. Lou and I, like, we've devoted a lot of time to this. All right? So we, we love your feedback. We love your comments. But uh, I love you, Lou. So, all right. I love you. Send me the stuff. Get this up. And then, yeah, let's go play some Xbox or something. But, all right. Until next time, replacements, all I got to say is glory to the Falco. Glory to the Falco.